Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast, where we're all about living your life as a global citizen. Today, we're going to go to a part of the world that is absolutely beautiful and magnificent, if you haven't been there, called the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is in Arizona, and it's, you know, basically, it's really right there at the corner in Arizona, Utah, and that that area there. It's in, way at the top of northern Arizona. The Grand Canyon is a product of the relentless force of the Colorado River, which over an estimated period of five to six million years painstakingly carved this deep channel through layers of rocks. And anyone who's, you know, watching about the water crisis that's going on out west, you'll hear a lot about the Colorado River and about how the Colorado River with, um, you know, with, you know, all the water problems. But the Grand Canyon actually is from, um, you know, this river, this once mighty river. You know, the first recorded Europeans that came to the Grand Canyon was in 1540. I thought that's interesting because that is really, really early on in time. So 1540, when Spanish explorers conquered the natural wonder, you know, but before this time, the area was home to indigenous cultures, you know, each were leaving their mark on the, the canyon's rich history. So, you know, yeah, the, you know, the, the European explorers came in, but of course, at the same time would have been uh, the American Indians and others that would have lived in this area long before any of them came in. The encounter between the Grand Canyon and the Europeans commenced with the arrival of the, of the, the Spanish explorers, and they were amazed by the canyon's majestic vastness. You can imagine that, you know, they must have, you know, just come there and they must have just said, wow, this is so amazing. There's so many different, you know, indigenous people who um, have called the Grand Canyon home. You know, the Navajo, the Hopi tribes, other tribes like this have always called this Grand Canyon as one of their homes. One of them is the Havasupai tribe, which is closely related to the Grand Canyon. For over 800 years, they've considered this awe-inspiring landscape their ancestral home. They're known as the people of the blue and green waters. So here are some interesting aspects about the Grand Canyon and the Havasupai tribe because they are one of the main tribes that's been at the Grand Canyon. You know, it was in 1893 that uh, the U.S. President Benjamin Harrison, he made it a public land. It was later designated as a national park in 1919. So it led to the Havi Supai being disposed of their ancestral territory. In the late 19th century, the Grand Canyon's future as protected land was um, sealed, but he granted the area protected as a natural forest reserve and it gained status as an official United States park in 1919. So this, you know, recognition cemented the Grand Canyon's position as a national treasure. But however, the protection brought conflict, you can imagine, strife for the native tribes, particularly the Havi Supai, who believed that this was their ancestral lands. They'd been forced out of them out of their lands and out of their territories, because in a way they sort of have, because the land was declared a national park and it was declared protected land. And even though they, as the indigenous people that were living there, suddenly no longer had a home. Uh, the dislocation persisted until 1975, when with the backing of the influential media outlet, the Wall Street Journal, Los Angeles Times, and the San Francisco Chronicle, the Havi Supai triumphantly reclaimed a large portion of land from the federal government. So it really you know, took from this time when, you know, the, the, the late 1800s to 1975, where they were able to claim some of their land. 
So today, the Havasupai tribe, they're able to have this Grand Canyon back, you know, part, as just part of their indigenous land or part of their tribe, that they are, um, they are the custodians of the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon um, Park attracts 20,000 visitors annually go through the Grand Canyon. You know, that's why this is so important for the Javi Supai and for the others there that they were able to get this land back. You know, there's many other native tribes too that were also there that had part of the Grand Canyon. So when you look at the Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon has had this very, very interesting history between the indigenous people and the people who wanted to come there to visit this great natural wonder. That it, you know, it shows like some of the things that happen in the Western United States and how many of the American Indians, um, you know, found that their land was suddenly displaced and they no longer had uh, their land that they once had. And of course, this has gone on uh, throughout many parts of the Western United States. And the Grand Canyon is just one of those examples. But it, it is a protected area and it is a beautiful area to visit and it is one of the great natural wonders of the world. Now at the Dusty Roads podcast, we love some facts and here are some facts. If you are going to try to fill the Grand Canyon, how much water would it take to fill the Grand Canyon? The Grand Canyon today is so immense that if you poured all the river water on earth into the Grand Canyon, it would still only be half full. Think about that for a minute. All the river water on earth and the Grand Canyon would only be half full. It's that vast. It is about 1,218 acres or 1,900 square miles in size. So, you know, it's huge. It's, it's, a, it's a vast area. And because of the depth of the Grand Canyon, the reason why it takes so much to fill it is because of the depth of the Grand Canyon. It would take so many gallons of water you would need to be able to feel the Grand Canyon. So, you know, the Grand Canyon is such a vast area that it would take hundreds of years to fill it with water. So not only is it big, you know, would it take up all river water and maybe a lot of the ocean water that we have on the earth, that it's so vast that it would take hundreds of years to fill it with water. That is one of the reasons why this Grand Canyon is such a great and marvelous wonder. And that's also one of the reasons why they built some dams on it, like the Hoover Dam is on the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon was actually carved out of the earth six million years ago. So it's really a natural formation. It's a, this geological wonder. That's what makes it such a great place and why so many visitors come to visit it every single year. So if you're lucky enough to be around the Las Vegas area or to be, you know, even in LA or to be in Northern Arizona or Utah, specifically around St. George, Utah, Southern Utah, do take the opportunity, the chance, if you can, to go stop and to visit the Grand Canyon. It will be well worth your visit to be able to see this great and marvelous wonder that is there. It's just such a great place to see. It's so vast. It's so beautiful. It truly is a magnificent natural formation that should not be missed. And when you're there, remember that there were once indigenous people that lived on this land and that this was part of their ancestral homeland. This is Anita from the Dusty Road Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this. We hope you'll be able to make it to the Grand Canyon one day to be able to see it. We'd like to thank you for being part of our community, for listening to us. And we'd like to 
thank those who helped put this together, specifically Rico, for help making this um, podcast happen. Thank you.